Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy Award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyoueavenmore.com. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at That Girl the Podcast and at Jackie Prubaker on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyoueavenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships, and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyoueavenmore.com and follow us on Instagram at loveyoueavenmore. Welcome, Janice Formichella, to That Girl, the podcast. I am so happy to have you. She is the host of the podcast, The X-Files, and we are going to talk about taking time after a breakup to heal and how empowering it can be and how it can really set you up for your next relationship. So welcome, Janice. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. Happy New Year to you and to everyone listening. I'm ready to definitely make it a magical 2022. Uh, Me too. Me too. So I always like to let my guests tell a little bit about themselves because you guys always do a much better job than I could. So please (laughs) tell people more about you. Sure. Thank you so much again for having me. My name is Janice Formichella, and as you said, I am the co-host of the X-Files podcast, which is a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. And additionally, I'm also a breakup and dating coach. Love so it. been doing that for a while, and we are now, um, we just finished, or we just got to our one-year mark with, with the podcast, yeah. which has been- Oh, me been, too. We, I just yeah. celebrated my first year on January 1st. <laughs> Ours was, I think, the second week of, or wait, the third of January. Oh, I, I believe. Happy yeah, anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. You too. It has been such a wonderful journey, and the show has been such a success. And I think it was only about a week or two after we started dropping episodes that we started getting DMs from people all over the world about how much it was helping, and you know that's been really amazing for me is just knowing the impact that that we have. That's so cool. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about breaking up and, Mm -hmm. you know, at different ages, it feels different too. It's just a different kind of thing, but Mm -hmm. breakups are hard, whether you have done them or someone has broken up with you. But I think, you know, there's such a like to get over someone, you should get under someone. And, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. that can be true. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. like real healing, real mm-hmm. healing does take time. And um, you are the authority on this. So so tell people all kinds of things. Just go for it. Just talk. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I, part of my approach is definitely using your breakup as an opportunity for a brand new beginning, using your breakup as an opportunity to self-reflect, to think about what you want out of life, to change course if you need to, to think about your relationship patterns, and to start fresh. Mm -hmm. And so my approach as a breakup coach, and certainly anyone who listens to 
X-Files will know that I think that there is so much that can come from learning how to enjoy being single, learning how to make the most of this time, learning how to be your own best friend, your own soulmate, and to designing, you know, a single life that is fulfilling and sexy and satisfying before you think about, you know, getting out there again. And I think one of the most common misperceptions about breakups is that when you are able to start dating again and enjoy dating again, that means that you're over your ex. And I, Mm. you know, and that's not how I go about it at all. I believe, you know, you're over it when you just look around and say how satisfied and happy you are with your life and how much you love yourself. And I encourage people to learn how to spend lots of time on your own and to use solo time as kind of a bit of a, a superpower is what Absolutely. I like to say. Do you mm-hmm. think that when you are dating someone else mm-hmm. and you're just not, you know, even thinking about your ex, all of the stuff, do you think that once that you can actually find compassion for your ex, especially if they've really wronged you? That is a good question. Look, I think in that specific case, I I would have to probably know more about it. Sure. There, yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of blanket breakup advice that I definitely mm-hmm. adhere to. I'm a big no contact person, all of that, um, you know, mindfulness, new routines. But I, I think as far as if you, if having compassion for your ex is an indication, look that I think that's going to be different for everyone. I happen to be a domestic violence survivor and i would say you know for myself i feel more more empowered not thinking about my situation that way mm-hmm. um so for some people yes that that might be a good indication of moving on and something that's going to help you heal and for others possibly not <laughs> i agree with that completely too um i you know dated someone for 4 years and it was just a very like random relationship. It was definitely the outlier in all the other serious relationships. And because it was such an outlier and it was so different and crazy, to be honest, um, I actually recently did find some compassion for him Mm -hmm. in some different ways than I hadn't put together. And I know for me, I was like, oh, I, I get why he did certain things, but I also agree with you. Like, sometimes people are just terrible people and that's it. And (laughs) that's how it is. And you just, you don't need to feel compassion. Also like, you know, I think that gets into the whole, like, Oh, I forgive you. I was just going to say that that also is different for everyone. And you got to take it case by case. Sometimes Mm -hmm. not forgiving is more empowering, but whereas sometimes forgiving for you might mean that you're releasing it. Mm-hmm. To me, for me, you know, I would say I would say there are some situations in my life where I don't necessarily feel like I have forgiveness in my heart for the person, yeah. but that doesn't mean that I that I dwell on it. It doesn't mean that it still affects me. I I think for some people you can release it without having to say that you necessarily have forgiveness. But again, right. different for everyone. Absolutely. And I I think that one of the main things that I see as a breakup coach and as X-Files co-host is so many people staying in really bad 
cycles with their ex because Mm. of this whole, I feel bad for them. They didn't realize I want to be a nice person and continuing to stay engaged and interacting with the ex possibly because of this compassion story. So, Mm. um, which I, I think you need to put yourself first at this point, now that you're not together anymore, it's really time to start thinking about what's going to serve you more than what's going to serve the person you're not with and probably have harsh feelings toward. Oh, well, that is such a huge jumping off point. So, right. I feel the same way. Like people absolutely stay in relationships too long um, because they keep giving them second chances. But once the breakup happens, like I really do believe that if someone has broken up with you or you have broken up with them or mutual, it broke up for a reason. And that is a blanket statement, but it's true. It Mm -hmm. really is true. Like if we would all look at the beginning of when we were dating that person and really notice even the pink flags, like just notice the (laughs) pink flags, like (laughs) that's a little off. I'm going to just keep that in mind because I'm not sure what that is yet. If we would, it would save us a lot of time and energy. And I do, and like, I don't mean to, you know, I think our younger generation is coming up and learning so much faster than my generation ever did. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, oh, well, you're younger and you just don't know better. But when you are young, you are trying these things out for the first time. You're having these relationships for the first time. And sometimes you just don't know, like you can hear all the great advice, but sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to kind of go through the experiences to be like, oh, now I get what that means. (laughs) I don't want to discount anyone who's younger, who's listening, but you know, sometimes it's like, there's, there's a reason and just pay attention to that breakup or pay attention to those red flags or pink flags, because usually that's why you break up in the end is those, those things. (laughs) Yes. There's yeah. And I, that's also another kind of fundamental part of my approach to breakups is they always relationships always, always, always end because they weren't working in Mm -hmm. some regard and give me any breakup and I will pinpoint why it wasn't working. And the fact that you're not together anymore means that it wasn't working. If you know, relationships that are working, the people stay together and they work whatever it is out. And, you know, I think sometimes there's not necessarily red flags. I would say a lot of time. Yes. I'm you know, shocked to, to hear the things that people overlook. But there's also just the mere fact that people grow apart, people change. And look, this honeymoon period thing is real. And sometimes relationships might be working in the beginning, but that doesn't mean, you know, you're going to stay together 10 years or married for a lifetime. Right. It's, you know, mm-hmm. And also, I think that's something to remember too, is that, you know, some people aren't some relationships aren't supposed to stay together forever. And if they make it however long they do, like that was good. That was a Mm -hmm. good chunk of time. That was the chunk of time it needed to be. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And now that you are not together anymore, you know, take this opportunity, learn about yourself. What are you grateful for from the relationship? How did it serve you? What did you learn that you don't like? And, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of, looking at it as though it's the end of the world, which when you're heartbroken, it's really hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But if you can step back just a little bit and accept that it's happened, accept that it happened for a reason, and then start to reflect on what you gained from it. And 
you know, you're just going, you're going to be able to get over it faster. You're going to be a lot happier and you're going to get to the next phase, I think sooner and be, be grateful that you aren't with someone you weren't meant to, you know, go the long haul with and um, look at all the opportunities that you have as a single person, which are many. (laughs) Yeah. Just letting go of that resistance of, of not letting go is, is huge. Like, I think that's a huge step in the healing process is, really releasing the resistance of like, no, but it's going to come back. We're going to get back together. He just needs to find out what he did wrong or he needs to grow. He needs to Mm -hmm. grow or change or whatever. It's like, well, but yeah, yeah, let's talk about the fun stuff. Let's talk about the single stuff that is fun, Mm -hmm. that you're learning on your own. Cause like, (laughs) sure. I don't know. Sometimes I'm so happy being single. I'm like, do I even want a relationship? I feel the same way. (laughs) I never, I, you know, I, I'm divorced. I've also had, you know, several relationships since then. And I think I, you know, I've, I only got to this point a few years ago, but yes, I feel the same. I mean, one of the fun things that I like, I mean, there's so many, I really love having total control over my apartment. Yep. For instance, yep. <laughs> I, I love to decorate. My style is very specific to me. And uh-huh. so I know in the past, I, that was a challenge for me in my relationships is getting pushback on that, which yeah. well, that's what relationships are about. But I, I love that. I love having lots of control over my schedule. I love how confident it has made me mm-hmm. as someone who has this much faith in, you know, my, my ability to be self-reliant and spend time on my own. I think it's made me more magnetic. That's a huge part of it too, especially if you haven't, you know, had that time alone, maybe you've gone from relationship to relationship. Like I'm certainly a serial monogamist until I wasn't. And (laughs) I just was like, Oh, I just, you compromise on everything and you just don't have to like, you know, like everything is never just yours, which sometimes you need that time off to be like, what you just said, I have control over the way my house looks and the way my schedule is. And mm-hmm. I don't have to check in with anyone. And sometimes that is so needed to feel empowered. Otherwise yeah. you just always are giving like most of yourselves to other people. And sometimes you just need to be selfish. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And for people who do want to date and want partnership when you are dating to fill this void that you have in your life, because you can't even go a weekend alone or you can't fathom taking yourself out on a date, which I'm a big sexy solo date night person. We can talk about that. But I, I work and I communicate with so many people who, when I ask why, what, why do you want to date? Cause that's one of the first things I want to get out with people. And when I hear, because I'm so lonely, Mm. It's, I mean, going out into the world with that type of energy is not going to attract the same type of energy and the same type of person when you're just saying, oh, I think it would be fun. And I just kind of want to see what happens. And either way, you know, I, I know I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that type of confidence is so electric and people yeah. are so drawn to it, yeah. which I know from personal experience, I have people approach me asking to meet me because they've just noticed that I have good energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so true. I mean, people feel it. I mean, it's like instinctual. It's almost like animalistic. Like you do want to be with someone whose energy is just like shining and bright and confident. You're like, Ooh, I want some of that. Yes. 
But yeah. when you're not like nobody wants to go towards like the little like scared, you know, person in the corner, like no one yeah. wants to go over there, which it's for true. good reason, unless you're a predator. So let's just keep that in mind, kids. Well, I, <laughs> and well, and that's the thing too, when you're going out there and dating because you feel lonely, you mm. are, that is when you ignore the red flags because yes. you want so desperately to find someone who you might want to be with yeah. <laughs> that you will look away from lots of things that mm. might not, you know, serve you, might not serve the relationship long-term. I know yeah. also from personal experience. <laughs> Same. I mean, you know, I got into that last strange relationship because I had been single for a while and everyone's like, just please date someone, like get in a relationship again. And I was like, but I'm good. Like I'm happy, but I felt really pressured. And I think a lot of, you know, parents, grandparents, friends are just like, get in a relationship. So you make us feel better about you. It's like, no, 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 no. So if you are pressured to get into a relationship, especially when it looks like great on paper, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what I did. It was a great on paper sort of situation, but it was a crazy relationship because it was not the right person and they had some issues. And it's like, I, you know, I wish that I never, it's not that I wish that I didn't have had that, hadn't have had that relationship. I'm glad I did, but it was a hard one. And I learned a lot, which is great. And there's lots of lessons, but there's always that part of you that's like, geez, I wish I hadn't gone so out of what was working for me or what my instincts were telling me with this person or with myself. Like, my God, please listen to your gut. You girl, like girls, guys, whoever is listening, like, Mm -hmm. please listen to your gut. If something just feels like you're forcing it or it just feels off, or you're like, Oh no, I'm just scared. No, you're not. You're, you're scared, but not for Mm -hmm. the reasons you think you're scared. (laughs) This is also why we need to slow down when we're dating. And that's another core philosophy or core part of my philosophy is it doesn't matter how much you click with someone, you have to take it slow. People are putting on a little bit of a front when they're dating. We all are. And so it, it really behooves us to take our time and, you know, don't get into, um, you know, I always tell people, if you've just started dating this person and you're already like hanging out and watching TV every night, you know, you, you've right. skipped a lot of, a lot of steps and, you know, we need time to reflect in between dates. We need time to get to know the person in lots of different types of settings. We need time to learn so many things before we get to the point where we feel committed. Yeah. Let's talk about sexy solo dates. Yeah, I want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, a really important part of my life. And, um, I also, it's also something that I bring into my coaching practice. So a lot of the time when I first start working with someone, I'll have them do this and they have to send me selfies whilst they're doing it. And so I came up with this and, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only, (laughs) not the first person to do this, but I established it or implemented it into my life about four years ago. And that is because I am a pretty classic extrovert, but I was in a situation living overseas where I had been living in Australia for several years. 
and I was looking to get residency there. So that's this whole crazy process that I would never (laughs) advise anyone to do because it's so, uh, it just, it's very unsettling and there's lots of, um, it's, it's a, it creates a control over your life that I wouldn't advise anyone to put in the hands of other people. Mm -hmm. And one thing in my situation was that I was going to get the special type of visa but after I applied for it, you, I actually had to leave Australia whilst I waited for it to get approved. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I went from Australia to live in Bali while I waited. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. And it ended up being a great opportunity for me in so many ways. But it was also at in the beginning really scary because I didn't know anyone there. I was removed from my support network, um, my social circle, which was very important to me at the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And also I had no idea what was going to happen. You know, they say, uh, you know, you could get approved as early as soon as one week Mm -hmm. or it could take a year. Wow. (laughs) So to just be over there with, it was terrifying at first, at first for me. And, um, you know, I, I had a friend who had never been to Bali before. She went over with me, stayed a week and we had a great, you know, had a lovely time. Um, but the day she left, I cried like I, like I'd never cried before just the unknowing of it. And so for the first two months, I did probably everything that I would now advise someone in my situation to not do. (laughs) Poor me, you know, crying to my friends. This isn't fair. I didn't make the most of it at all. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, and after two months, I just, I just started realizing I've got to, I've got to take more control over the situation. I don't want to live this way. And I happened to have some women who were staying in my, uh, the same villa as me, who were really into love attraction. Mm -hmm. And they started really lovingly pointing out to me just some of the ways that I would talk about my situation and helping me reframe it. And, you know, I love LOA and just the way that it kind of builds on itself. Yeah. So slowly I started, you know, shifting gears mentally Uh and, but still, I, once I would get to a Friday, it was so difficult for me as someone who was just used to going out all the time, used to having people around me from Friday at three to Sunday. Um, you know, I would just, I would get this dread and, um, that was something that I realized I I needed to turn around. I mean, Mm -hmm. what do you do with law of attraction? You create, you know, the setting that you want. Mm -hmm. And so, Whereas before I would just stay home and feel sorry for myself and get people on the phone, I started getting dressed up, making plans, going out to restaurants, you know, even making reservations in some cases. And I immediately started calling it my sexy solo date night. And I would take photos. I've always been a big Instagram (laughs) person. And I was the annoying person posting, you know, selfies of my friends every weekend on Facebook. (laughs) And I started doing that with just myself. And of all the things I did, that was definitely one of the most significant. I started looking forward to it. I had great times doing it. 
I sometimes even had to save up because I I was on a tight financial situation. Right. You know, it's kind of hard to work from from Bali. So I would even, you know, put money aside during the week to be able to do it. And things really turned around for me big time. And I just became so confident and comfortable doing this on my own um, that I I became a a happier person. I started manifesting things a lot easier. And the last two months being over there were great. Awesome. But what were you manifesting? Well, like for instance, like, you know, getting the visa approved. (laughs) um, I mean, I ended up at the time, um, you know, getting everything that it was that I would, that I wanted, which was great. Um, I have, (laughs) so a little bit more to the story though. Once I got back to Australia, um, (laughs) the whole thing just blew up in my face, (laughs) like completely imploded. I ended up losing the visa, losing the sponsorship, um, losing friends over it. It was, I mean, and this is the thing with these visas where you're putting your future in everyone else's hands. You know, I was so desperate to get it that I didn't see the red flags of, you know, my situation Mm -hmm. or I ignored them. I remember so many times thinking, yeah, Oh no, this doesn't feel good, but there's, you know, I don't have any other option. And so at this point, I'm also a few years from leaving my domestic violence situation. And I just thought to myself, you know, I looked around and I said, you're just creating so much chaos in your life constantly. You know, Mm -hmm. you're now left again without nothing. And I thought back to my time in Bali and how I had kind of decided to do this happy solo thing for a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I, for the next few months, I didn't see anyone. I got a house sit near the beach mm-hmm. and I just, I just thought to myself, I've got to figure my life out. And so yeah. now I'm going to actually choose not to be around people for a while. Right. So when you were just, okay, so you've been through this whole, like, okay, I'm an extrovert. I, I need to go out, but like, now I'm just going to take myself out which is very empowering. Some of my best dates have been by myself. Like mm-hmm. there was one in Chicago and I loved every minute of it. I was like, this is a great day. This is yes. great. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then you finally come back and now you have all this time to just be with yourself. And I, I would imagine you're not as like, you know, anxiety ridden with it. You're more like, okay, I'm ready to be by myself. So, oh, yes, completely. I could see that that was probably going to be the key to finally gaining control of my life once yeah. once and for all. And um, after that, everything in my life has fallen into place. I now have, you know, greatest success um, of my life. I, I came back to the States, um, you know, and started from started from scratch, not knowing anybody here. And mm-hmm you know, being self-reliant was why I was able to make it happen. And I, yeah. I don't have any anxiety about being alone on a Friday night. So when people are at home and they're, maybe they're extroverts as well, but they're just thinking, oh my gosh, it's so hard to be alone. Like, can I just like go on an app and like find a date or whatever, like the better than nothing date or settle for someone who's like better than nothing as my next boyfriend or girlfriend what, what suggestions, like what advice would you give them to stay 
single and like enjoy that time by yourself? Because I think some people might be wondering like, why would I want to spend time with myself if I'm lonely or like, what's going to make this worthwhile for me? Well, I'm, you would have to get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that it can be so confronting at first, but I know that if you can do little and big things to, to make it fun and to help you look forward to it, that, you know, you create then a new body memory of, you know, getting to Friday night and, you know, feeling, feeling happier about it and feeling, you know, anticipation about it because you have plans Mm -hmm. rather than feeling dread because you don't have any, I mean, I, it's not something that changed for me overnight. So you need to be, be proactive about it. So you know, it's Friday night. What are my plans for the weekend? What am I doing tonight? And it's going to be different for everyone, but make a plan that's just for yourself. You know, I really love going out to eat Mm -hmm. (laughs) on my own. And so for me, that is often something that I have planned as a Friday or Saturday night thing that might not work for everyone. But the thing is that you're proactive about it and that you come up with something that you will look forward to each weekend. And maybe it's not Friday night for you. Maybe it's being alone on Saturday or often Sundays. People struggle with Sundays after breakups Mm -hmm. because I think for a lot of people, that's really the time that you just kind of chill with your partner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so maybe it's, you know, on Saturday, are you going to go on a hike? What, you know, make, make a plan, stick to it. And be compassionate with yourself. Know that it, it does take time. And if it's hard the first few weekends, that's okay. But if you stick with it, I I get, it gets better. It gets better for everyone. I, you know, I, I have never had a client who didn't find success in these, um, you know, solo weekends and who turned things around because of it. Right. Cause you're getting used to being alone, but alone doesn't have to mean lonely. And it doesn't have to mean that you're not having fun. Like you're just stuck at home with Netflix, which Mm -hmm. would be fun, but you're actually, yeah, that you're actually being brave. And I think a lot of people are afraid to do things on their own because they're just nervous about the people around them or watching them. You know, I think when you're in that kind of nervous place, you think everybody's watching you, but they're not, they're really not. They think, oh, wow, like that cool girl who's like doing this all on her own. Like she's a badass. Like that's what I would think. If I saw someone who was like dressed up eating at a restaurant by herself, enjoying herself, I'd be like, man, that's cool. Like, look at how cool she is. I need to do that. And it's really interesting too. You end up meeting a lot of people when you're by yourself because you're super available for men or women, depending on where you're at, to talk to you. It's very cool. (laughs) I meet people. Like I said, I have people full on coming up to me and asking to meet me. And then, yes, I have definitely um, met people, I think, a little easier than I may if I'm always going out with friends. I've only lived here two years. I've got this little neighborhood crew uh, there's um, there's three of us. We all met at the local bar where we were all hanging out by ourselves one night, <laughs> happened to start talking, and now we go and have happy hour every single Monday. We keep Aww. in touch, and... It's, it's a, it's been a blessing in my life having, having them. We're all from right. completely different backgrounds, different ages, but I would, if I was with a friend, I, 
I wouldn't have started talking to two, two people mm-hmm. at the bar. For sure. And that's what the law of attraction is, right? Like you're putting it out there and then all these people found you that, and you found them. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's so true. I mean, I will say like, for me, like being alone has given me the chance to on a much, much deeper level, like to actually have the space and the time to reflect on my past in ways yeah. that I never had time to do. Cause I was always with someone and it's really been incredibly healing and I would never take this time back. It's been some of the most important time in my life to heal, you know, some really old stuff that had nothing to do with romantic relationships. And because of it, like now I'm so strong and this is kind of like a superpower. Now I'm so strong and happy and confident in myself that like men who come close to me that are not good guys who are trying to like pull the, you know, the, uh, the, be the wolf in sheep's clothing, whatever it's almost like they're repelled against me. And I do not mean that in a bad way. I mean that in such a good way. It's like they instantly realize, oh, we can't fuck with her. And then they, they don't just stand go. a chance. No, they just are like, oh, I'm just going to back away mm-hmm. just quietly. Like, like, it's not even like a vicious thing. They're just like, ooh, sorry, didn't know I was dealing with that. And mm-hmm. like, that is the power that you get from really loving yourself and having that time to love yourself. Because if you are jumping from relationship to relationship or just dating a bunch, right? Like, like you said, like always needing to have a date on a Friday night or Saturday night, Mm -hmm. you're never getting that time to just be with yourself and just watch what bubbles up because that's what happens. Stuff bubbles up. And if you were like, cool, I'm going to let it and I'm going to pay attention to it and we're going to work through it. Yep. The faster you work through it, the faster it's like fixed and you just get stronger and you're just happier. So like, I don't know, for those of you who are listening, being single is amazing. When you yeah. really lean into it and you see the benefits and hopefully you've heard a lot of the benefits today, mm-hmm. there's so many more, but you know, as, as small as it is, it's just having control over the way your house looks and enjoying <laughs> that, but also, you know, dealing with some stuff that you've never given your, yourself the chance to deal with. Yeah. It is the most magical time. And like, you know, I'm definitely ready to like find my partner, but I'm not like desperately looking yeah, for frazzled and frantic no. about it. Yeah. I'm just like, it's cool. He'll mm-hmm. find me when it's time. Yeah, it's true. And I'm not going to go chase because as you know, with the law of attraction, it's not about chasing. It's about attracting, right? Yeah. You're just like, cool, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm radiating. This will find me when it's time. And whether you subscribe to that or not for listeners, it's just a matter of, are you attracting like-minded people? And if you aren't, you'll feel it. You'll see it. And those people will, they will repel against you. They will be like, nope, sorry. (laughs) And making your life happy, whether you're with a partner or not, mm-hmm. you know, law of attraction is about doing what feels good and it, yeah. it, it grows on itself for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, while I did <laughs> lead with the apartment thing, I also have to say, I've just, I've transformed as a, a person who used to, you know, live in victim mentality, used mm-hmm. to constantly in every area of my life, look outward for the solutions. Yeah. You know, I stayed in this chaotic state in my life for years because of constantly trying to figure out who can make things better for me and learning when I had all this alone time, you know, I did 
started doing things like taking walks and started thinking about the responsibility that only I have for mm-hmm. my situation. And that is ultimately what um, allowed me to trans- transform things. And Absolutely. so I think anything that you have a little bit of a struggle with, if you can use your single time to, to work through it, mm-hmm. then you're going to you know just transform everything right. in your life. Because the most important relationship is with yourself, you know? You're the only one who's going to always be there, regardless of if you get into another relationship soon and how, you know, regardless of how great it is. Yeah. Still not guaranteed, but you're, you know, you're guaranteed to be there for yourself. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Janice, it's been so lovely talking to you. Tell people how they can find you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, I would love to direct everyone to X-Files podcast and ooh, that is X with an EX, like X's (laughs) (laughs) and it's files with a PH. So for anyone who knows about language, it's ex-lovers. So (laughs) please come and check out X-Files podcast. My co-host and I are doing really cool things. Um, You can also find X-Files podcast on Instagram at X-Files podcast. And I would love to have you follow me, which is Janice Formicella. Um, I, I'm assuming you can link in the, show in the show notes. notes. Okay, be because <laughs> I know a couple of people out there are wondering how you spell formicella, but it's uh, it's actually spelled as it as it sounds. But yeah. awesome! Well, thank you so <laughs> thank much, you. Janice. Everybody, go uh, subscribe to X Files and go follow her. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.